up, everybody? It's Thursday, June 19th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and I'm here with Bobby Shorto. Hello, hello. Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Good evening. And Mr. Justin Townsend. Hi there. How's the weather treating you guys? I'm fucking melting. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's okay. There's no AC in this room, and it's, of course, the hottest day of the year. Yeah, we're in uh, recording from Justin's hotbox right now. Is uh, a little okay. Comic <laughs> oh, come on, come on. Um, anyway, do you have a pool, Justin? No, you don't. We uh, can't broadcast from the pool. If you want a picture um, of what it's like in this room, imagine the rainforest <laughs> on top of a furnace in the middle of hell. Yes, with no pool, <laughs> with no pool, and you're somewhere in the range of what it feels like to be in Justin's. There you is there's funny. room right now. Sweat dripping from my eyebrows <laughs> into my eyes. Well, every see. every year. Uh, I play fantasy football, and my friends come over on Sunday to watch all the games. Uh huh. And so we would pile into this room, and everybody bitches about how hot it is. And the thing is, I'm in here so much, like I get used it? to it, so it doesn't bother me. But I know everybody else comes in, they're like, "Well, I lost five pounds coming into your room, so there's that." <laughs> we'll have AC next time. I feel so bad for my housemate because I have uh, an AC unit that we installed last night in my room. And then the one in the living room, because the living room and the dining room is so big, it doesn't circulate throughout the whole place. So I've told him, I said, I usually put up a sheet to divide the house so that we can trap all the cold air in the living room, because that's primarily where I spend most of my time. He's going to die back in the in the room where he's in. So he's got to figure something out. The uh, electricity on that end of the house isn't so great. I don't know if we can withstand another uh, air conditioner unit being in. So This will be a one-week problem. Well, either that or what we're going to have to do is just relocate to Jackie's place for the whole summer, dive in her pool before we uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, <laughs> is that a good? Uh, I don't know what that, that was, yeah. Rob. No, that, that, that was, that was, was good. good uh, okay. I'll make a mental note. That's a good sound. <clears throat> it's yes. a nice It's a nice pool. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show, you guys. This week, we're going to be getting some opinions from Mr. Bobby Shortle and Rob uh, about their opinions on the E3 conferences and some of the games that came out we're going to be naming our top three favorite of the show and uh talking about games that we've played and regret never having finished that's what we're going to do tonight and we're also going to read off some of your listener questions and uh comments and tweets and stuff about your favorite games from e3 and so on but first we should probably talk about destiny yes so justin and bobby you guys have the floor Fight. <laughs> well, there was there was some fighting. Just... There was. But we were on the same team. Yeah. It was okay. It went pretty well. Um, so, for those who don't know, over the weekend, they did an alpha, a first look alpha of Destiny. Which is more like a, was a beta. Yeah. And the beta is going to be a just a glorified demo. Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't know how much they're, have they said how much they're going to unlock in the... No, they haven't said anything yet. In the, in the beta, but... Um, if people don't know, I mean, I think probably if you're listening to this podcast, you know what Destiny is. But if you don't, it's uh, the new game from Bungie, who is the creators of Halo. Um, it's really their first foray since um, they started the Halo franchise into something different. Um, it's a first-person shooter, but uh, it is more than that in a lot of ways. It's also an, an action RPG, um, and it's also part MMO uh, as well. Des- the best description I've heard yet is it's Halo plus Borderlands, plus Guild Wars 2. Okay. All right, I haven't played Guild Wars 2, but I agree with the first two. Well, MMO, like classic MMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get you get that one. Absolutely. I like Guild Wars, so I'll use that okay, one. Okay, good. 
Um, and I think that the problem really over the... I was always excited about the game, but I think this is kind of a, a, a common sentiment, is that they had a really tough time explaining what the game was. Exactly. You know, that it seemed like... It looked like just like a first-person shooter, and like, awesome, Bungie making a first-person shooter is fantastic, but what made it special, right? Um, uh, and in this alpha, I think we, we got our first sense of really what makes the game special. Um, now, it, it was very limited in access, obviously. They, they, yep. they start you off, and they let you create a character. Um, you can pick from three classes. So who'd you pick? A warlock. From so the moon? From, no, Morlock's not from the moon. The we'll Morlock's from Earth. We will get to that. <laughs> we will get to that part. Um, it, it was, I think uh, it was what was what were the three classes? Warlock, Hunter, and Titan. And Titan. Um, so Warlock is obviously is like kind of magic user. Um, the Titan is basically Master Chief. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the other is sort of like, um, like almost a, like a mix between the two. Yeah. Not not so magical, but more, more uh, the way you would think of a sniper class. Yeah, a okay. sniper class. Yeah. yeah. An arranged, you know, everyone's ranged in it because it's it's a shooter. But uh, and then you jump into basically what is the middle of a story mission, yeah. I, I guess, and you're kind of thrown down in this world in, into old Russia, and you have to infiltrate this base, and you have to take out a boss. Basically, is what, what you're told to do, and um, it introduces you to the gameplay systems, you know, the, the the basic core shooting mechanics, how you throw grenades, how you use your kind of your special stuff like that, and takes you kind of through how their encounters are going to be, um, mm. and you have this. Um, companion this robotic companion who's basically if anyone's played the Kello games it's basically guilty spark um who is this kind of floating orb that would talk to you basically throughout the entire game and it's voiced by peter dinklage um, oh cool yeah uh and he's kind of the one helping you through giving you the voiceover because you don't speak of your mission and what you're doing and stuff like that um and, it, and when you first jump in it's it's pretty basic shooter stuff it's it's a beautiful landscape but you're just going through it you're shooting taking enemies out um and you're making your way to a goal um and I look, I found the shooting to be great in that sequence, but that w- that wasn't the part that really sold me. I don't know what you think of that first sequence, Justin. I thought it was interesting that just kind of like threw you out there mm-hmm. and was like, okay, here's like a wide open area which Halo is really not known for, and it was like go explore. So it was just like, oh, there's enemies here and over mm-hmm. here, and it was kind of just like finding your way. What was interesting was if you hit the touchpad, you um this little orb would pop up in your hand, and you could just pull out a vehicle at any time. Yeah, uh, like mm-hmm. a um. A hover bike and just ride places uh, but I, as Bobby's saying like I thought the shooting parts right off the beginning were cool what was interesting was like in Borderlands when you're shooting an enemy you have the, you have your hit points that you're doing to the enemy just like ticking off him and then yeah. if you got a headshot it would tick off in yellow so there yeah. like that was like immediately making me think of Borderlands which I love um, that was different uh, for Bungie but the shooting parts they all felt nice mm-hmm. Yeah, the shotgun is like the same exact shotgun the from Halo. The exact same shotgun awesome. from Halo. Makes the same sound when you reload. It was yeah. like almost coming home in a way. It was like, oh man, I've yeah. <laughs> forgotten how much I missed this gun. Um, so that was really cool. And I felt like throwing that mission was a good way to go because it was not a hard mission. It was kind of easy. No. But it also shows you the tiers of uh, of characters. So much like an MMO, it, it, you know, you might go to the left and you might find enemies that are three to four levels above what you're ready to face. Mm-hmm. So you can try to take them out, but most likely you're going to die if, if, if you end up going up against them. Because um, they were like level seven enemies when they threw you in, and, and you're like level three or four when yeah. you first get thrown in, in there. In a cave that you ran into, there was like three level 11s. And oh, it was yeah. Like, nope. Yeah, that was, that was that's, tough. Uh, we found off the starting area, This I, I found this later, If we went to the right to, to, at first, mm-hmm. but if you went to the left... And then there was like almost like a, an abandoned subway tunnel. If you went down there, there was three enemies with level XX. Oh yeah, I saw them. Yeah, and what? Well, we found out one of them was a twenty. We have no idea what the other ones were. And there was five of us in there 
at one point, and we were I, I had hit max level, which was eight. So mm-hmm. there was three level eights and then two level fours in there, and we were just hammering these guys. Did nothing. Yeah. For like, I was like, oh, I'm out of ammo, so. Yeah, and that's different, right? For a, for a bungee game, absolutely. And yeah. for most shooters, that's a very it's a very different um a way about going about things. Um, but if you kind of went the way you were supposed to go, it kind of gave you a nice progression of who you're going to, and it, it kind of introduced you to both. There's a couple of warring factions, um, the fallen and the hive, right? Are yeah. those the two? Um, and it's a bungee game. So there's, you know, um, all these things are capitalized nouns and, and they're very, they're very, you know, dark and deep and brooding. You can, you can feel the lore behind whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going through into this cave and you kind of fight off the, this hive. And then, and this is the line that, um, Rob was entertaining before, um, you know, Peter Dinklage's character, his little floating thing says, um, there's a wizard here. He's like, I thought we got rid of them all. He must be from the moon. That wizard came from the moon. <laughs> the wizard came from the moon. Oh, no. That's amazing. And that's the moment where you go, I was like, okay, like, this is just enough. Like, this has nothing, obviously has a lot of lore and a lot of weird stuff going on. So I'm, I'm in. Um, and then you play the mission and it's just kind of normal. It's not, it's not that difficult, but you do have to use some strategy. Um, what's interesting is that it's, oh, like, it's always, always connected, always online. You don't have to team up with people. But there, that you will find other players walking around in your world, hmm. and you can decide to team up with them if you want to kind of go on right. It's kind of like you know, like Diablo in, in some ways, okay, like or that. Journey, but, or Journey, yeah. Okay, so now these are this is from the people that made Halo. Yes. yes. Okay. So when you're walking around in first person, is it much like a Halo game, or is it more like a Skyrim type of like? What are the environments like? What are the graphics like? Well, they only showed this one stage that they've been showing, which is old Russia. Okay. Um. And I, as Bobby said, it's beautiful. It's wide open, expansive. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you mean by Skyrim? Like Skyrim, like? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how you can distinguish the two. Um, I'm just wondering how the interaction is with the other people around you. Can you at all see your? You can switch to third person, right? You can't switch to third person anytime you want to. It's going to put you in third person for certain things. Like okay. when you're riding your vehicle, you're going to be in third person. When you do, when each class has a super move, when you mm-hmm. do that super move, you'll go to third person. You'll also go to third person when you leave Earth and you go to the tower, which is like the last human city, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, it, it's on Earth. But you, when you go to, I guess that's like the home world, you're instantly thrown into third person and right. you stay there the whole time. Right. Until you yeah. leave and go somewhere else, and it looks like that point looks like Mass Effect. Yes, that that's, does look see, like that's, Mass yeah, Effect. Yeah, that's where I was getting. It, it, it looks like it's Mass like Effect. a first person Mass Effect. Yeah, I mean, it, look, and, and the thing is, like, it, it has those elements. It's still very much a shooter. Like, it's it's it has these other elements, but it's still very much like the the main concept of the game is you pull down the sights, you shoot people. That's the main concept of, this, of the game. Um, the environment was very it was like a mix of sort of it was very rocky, but it also had some vegetation as well. The, one of the coolest things was that it is that like a, the di- the weather is dynamic. In it, and so is the time of day. Yeah. So you know, you could you could play the story mission once, and it would be bright daylight, um, and, and you know, and, and perfectly clear. And then you could play the story, the same story mission, another another time, and it would be the nighttime, and it was snowing, and mm. the snow was like slowly I didn't even aggregating on the ground as you played. Oh, I never saw that. Cool. I saw yeah. nighttime, but cool. not snow. Yeah. So it, it it was it's very cool. It looks beautiful. Now, how does because uh, before Justin had said that he ran out of ammo, how does the ammo work? Um, it it comes off of players, like okay. it comes off of, of enemies that you shoot and kill. Yeah. Um, the it is a loot based game at times, but it's not like Borderlands where there's like there's six billion guns and you're picking up you know how many different ways can you pick it up. It's really like if you play certain missions and you and you get hit certain marks and sometimes it's random as well, but you'll get drops. You'll get like a helmet or a, a piece of armor 
or uh, they're, they're the thing like a cryptograph where you bring it to somebody on this tower and they will decode it and it gives you a piece of loot. Now, when you're playing with three or four people, how does the loot system work? You, if something see, drops, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've read this. I'm almost positive what you see is yours. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's because what there were, there, were, did. there mm. were loot chests. There are loot chests, not nearly as much as Borderlands in this area that we played, and they were kind of hidden. They were like on top of things you'd have to jump, like double jump oh, to good. get up to. Nice, and it would be open, but the other people I was playing with would come by, hit square. And then they would get whatever that was uh, in there. And, like, sometimes it would be money. Um, they call it glimmer. Um, or there would be, like, a random piece of armor in there for you. What was interesting that I didn't know about, because I, I, I got to we, – we did pretty much everything there was. And then my friends went back in when I thought the alpha was over. And they were toying around with it. And the green armor – did you get any pieces of green mm-hmm. armor? Yeah. The longer you use it or a green weapon, the longer you use it, you start unlocking, it starts leveling itself up. Yeah, I noticed that when I, it happened just before the the, the alpha ended for me, it gave me, like, it was like, you have an upgrade, and I was, and I was like, but I didn't level up. Hmm. And I went, in, and you can start upgrading your weapons, which is cool, like, that's another level of stuff that I didn't know was in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so all that shooting was cool, and then, I, we ju- I jumped out and you go to orbit and again the game does not explain anything to you because it's, it's an alpha so they're just like here are three situations you can enter right like we're not going to tell you what, what's going on so all of a sudden you're like oh you go to orbit and so you, it forces you up into orbit and, and at that point I was like oh, what, what do I do now like I didn't, I didn't know what to do same you know? thing um, so when it said destination I went to this tower and that what you were talking about this is where the game I think really differentiates itself from other shooters it throws you into third person and it's like a MMO hub world. It's Ooh. where you buy your gear. It's where you interact with people. You get mail. Ah. Yeah, I walked, you I walked your in. Ship. And Because that was my next question. <clears throat> yeah. is, is Does it distinguish itself? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally, yeah. So cool. you walk in uh, and I, I saw this. You come you come into like a, like a almost like a um, like a spaceport and you're walking out and a there's citadel. like... Yeah, yeah, but yeah there, there's, like there's, there's, there's like a little like um, uh, building where you get your mail and I walked over and there were uh, two dudes standing on top of the building just in synchronized dance. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the yeah. D-pad, you have options for dancing. Uh, there's a spot to just sit down. And I forgot, you could salute. And you can point. And you could point at somebody. Mm-hmm. Can you twerk? So, no, no, twerking's not one of them. But the dance moves, each class has their own dance moves, and man, are they choreographed. Yeah. It's oh, cool. I let mine go on for like five minutes, and I'm like, I think I've seen them do like a couple different variations of this dance. I want crumping aliens <laughs> is what I want. Um, but it, it's uh, it was really cool. That that was a really cool moment getting on that base and yeah. and, and learning about that stuff and seeing the gear shops and seeing the the depth of the uh, other systems uh, in the game. You got to go to meet. Uh, they they want they want to introduce these things. So when you go there, there is um waypoints for you to visit. So it's like mm-hmm. you're gonna hit every spot. Yeah. And they had like you go to this weaponsmith, and then I mean all of it was locked. Like it was frustrating at the end because I unlocked um like level 12 armor and I'm like well I can't use this because it, yeah. it maxes at 8 but mm-hmm. you went to these other people and it was like um, this is for like level 20 plus and you were seeing all these armors and weapons mm-hmm. that you need not just experience but as you're playing the game you would get these things called crucible points Yeah, and I, they were just random drops as well and you could see these like amazing armors that you could build up um, there was a bounty board and there was like three different types of bounties there were three four um their multiplayer, which is in the Crucible, which we'll get into in a moment. And then there was also bounties for um, the campaign stuff, yeah. which was really interesting, which was just like, 
do these random things and it will like will give you XP and possibly a bonus armor or things like that. It was really, really interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like what they've been doing for a long time, right? With their multiplayer, like oh, the, the, those like challenges they do weekly or monthly yeah. on since okay. Reach, they've been doing those things. Um, and those things just be like XP bonus or you know so and so like unlock piece of armor or whatever events and stuff. Events, yeah. yeah. This it was is is or like everything else in the game is incorporated into the actual storyline of the game. Um, it's very interesting because it is it is an MMO, you know, but it, I think it's truly the first one that really is built to work for a console audience. Yeah. Because the shooting mechanics are really great. It's you know, it's one to one motion. There's no cool you know, there's no cooldowns on things. You have a great cooldown on your grenade. Um, which was interesting. Yeah, which I'm not used to that. Justin and I figured out together playing multiplayer. Um, Where are my grenades? Yeah, but you know, it, it it plays like a Halo game, but it has all of this other stuff going on, right? And so you don't have to wade through kind of you know PC menus on a console. You don't have to deal with um, a, a a game constructed for a PC interface on a console. You get it on a on a console interface, and you get a story that's built by Bungie which you know is going to be a huge part of the game. We, just, yeah. we didn't see any of it really here. We saw little snippets of it. Um, and they also saw the snippets of what they are, you know, kind of their, their radiant quests, which you go, you can go into like explore mode uh, on old Russia. That's what we did. Yeah. And you, and they're these green like beacons. You pick them up and you get like voiceovers that are like, you know, they're, uh, they're falling in caves. Can you go check them out? And it's like, scan these caves or whatever. Um, we did a, a bunch of that. Yeah. And at first it was like, okay, like, Again, they just kind of throw you out there, and it's like, find these green beacons. And it was like, okay, well, let's look at our HUD. Okay, well, on the map, it's showing a white a white arrow. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. And then we would get to that point, and then it would disappear, and it was like, find the beacon. Yeah. No, one's, no one had the bright idea to like, touch the touchpad, and then <laughs> – Oh, it's gonna le- like it tells you how many meters you are yeah. away. So we did a, we did a bunch of those, and then we ran into a public event. Oh, cool! Um, I didn't get I didn't I never hit one of those. Oh, we hit it and nobody joined. Oh, really? Um, oh, what happened was I, I don't know. I'm not sure where if it like glitched out. It only happened once. Um, we were doing those quests, and it was like, oh, um, you have to scout this area. So mm-hmm. we go we go to this area, and it was just like you had to get on like a really high piece of everything, and kind of just like look around, and like you scouted it, or it was kill x amount of these guys and then all of a sudden we saw these drop ships coming in and if you oh yeah yeah did you look up in the sky and like it was like the sky was almost like warping itself yeah so it was gorgeous to look at this Uh, i was like i was like yelling at the guys i'm like look up look up look up and they're like "I'm, i'm in a tunnel i'm like get out of the tunnel and look up this is amazing so this huge carrier ship just like warps into the sky and then a huge spider tank drops and lands and it was like Welcome to a public like uh, you've joined a public event. And I'm like, amazing. Like we're all like, all these people, and you know what? I take it back. People were there and they ran away. Oh really? But I I didn't see them. But one of my friends ran with them and was like, oh, we're starting a public event. I'm like, it's behind you. Turn around. <laughs> so there he was, was going this, the wrong way. There was this massive spider tank. Now at this point, I had felt I, I was a little worried because it felt like the game wasn't that difficult. Um, this thing came down and we couldn't make me and my two friends. Out. Couldn't make a dent in it, and I died about thirty times. Wow. And we took off not even five percent of its health. I like so it. So these public events are are going to be like big deals. Like you will need a bunch of you're going to need a party. You're going to need a bunch of people. But the thing is, like you don't it, you could you're only going into the world with two friends because that's the three classes. And I'm not sure how if you have let's say like five or six friends and you want to play like other people can populate that world. Like we ran into other players yeah, just yeah. naturally. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that there'll be a way where it's like. We could join up with another friend's group and go. 
But for these public events, like no. if people had just stuck around, it was going to be like fifteen, like ten to fifteen people taking this thing on. And while that spider tank is shooting at you, you're having this drop pods of enemies just coming yeah. in. It yeah. sounds like you're just you're going to have to hit it when the event, like how the the events circulate, they'll reset themselves. You're just going to have to get in on the ground floor and look at the number ticker and make sure you got a, a crew. Yeah, to take absolutely. That thing down. Yeah. So, so now, sorry, yeah. how does death work? Okay, yeah. So um, this is a very good question, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is. So what happens is if you're in a team, so if you're in a party, so they call them strike teams in, yes. in the in the game, and they can be up to three people for the, for these strike teams. And um, they, they and part of the, I'll, I'll mention the third type of mission they gave you on the world, so that I lead into this. They had the story mission, they had the explore stuff, and they had a strike team mission, which basically it's basically a raid. You and okay. you and two friends go into an area, and you have to clear out the area. Um, and it's like step seven. There's like story elements to it as well as you're going through. Okay. But it's basically you're going through a dungeon basically is what, is what you're doing. Um, kill all the rats. Kill all the rats. Exactly. Is basically what it is. Um, and I played that one. I played with random people. You know, they just throw you in. They, they you know, it put you in a lobby and they throw you in. Um, and so if you're playing like that, and I, I assume if you're playing in story as well with a party, it's the same thing. Um, so you go through and if one of you, one of you goes down um, and someone else can revive you. So there's a revive system. So, you know, it's like Gears of War or anything like that. They can run over to you, hit square, and mm. you're playing on PlayStation 4 and, um, you know, bring you back to life. And as long as one person is alive, you stay in that same area and you and you fight on. In the strike team stuff, if you all die, the mission doesn't end. You just get shot out, like, back to before, like, back out location-wise to outside of the, the, the area and then come back in. One of the cool things, though, um, when this happens is that, the, the the enemies the AI are, are dynamic right they're, they're they're when they come in a room they're really coming from outside of the right room they're not spawning you know directly outside that door and coming in yeah. they're coming from somewhere so when you spawn back outside the room and you're walking back in the room there are enemies rushing into the room around you oh, getting damn. trying to get to the place where you just were Ooh. um so it's very very cool in that way and basically it keeps tally of all of your kills all of the time so every time you go through a, a mission it goes like you killed 88 enemies and you died three times, you know? Um, and the same thing sort of happens when you're playing story missions. I think in story missions, it will, if you all die at the same time, it will it will shoot you back to the last checkpoint and you'll have to play through. Because when I was playing solo and I died, it shot me back to the last checkpoint and I had to play back through the story um, elements that had happened. I had, um, we didn't experience it. The dying when we were doing just the quests, mm-hmm. we just made sure that one guy stayed alive. But right, you yeah. could just respawn yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not sure if it was in the strikes or the story, if you're in a strike team and um, all three of you die, then you have to like go back to the like. The, I thought it was like the very beginning. Like we didn't come across that, so maybe it, if you did, it was saying you went back to your like your last checkpoint. Yeah, I think that's the story. It sent you back to the last okay. checkpoint. The strike team when we when all died, it didn't send us back to the beginning of the strike mission. Okay, good. Um, uh, sometimes it would send you back like in it, like I think. It was like weird. It was like inconsistent sometimes. I feel like again, it's an alpha, so who knows? Like all the systems were working, but uh, it was really fun and it, it was cool. Like you know, it kind of forced you into teamwork. You know, even though you weren't chatting with people, even though you weren't talking to people, you know, it it kind of showed you that you had to play in a certain way. Um, and it was cool. Like we 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 encountered one of those tanks um in, in the strike team mission, and it it was very much like somebody aggro the tank so it's taking them out and other people kind of hit it from the side and then when it ch- changes its aggro you know avoid while other people shoot yeah and kind of it, w- it was it was a really really cool thing and that was challenge you know that was teamwork and it was challenge but it was really fun okay so as with mmos like if you encounter other people then usually you just type to them and blah mm-hmm. blah blah so being this 
wear usually have a headset on. Mm. Is is it when you come into like a close proximity to someone that you could talk to them, or how does that work? I don't. It doesn't automatically send you to voice chat. You'll get an alert on your screen that's like you know, you know. Newmeyer42 wants to join your party. Do you want him to join? You hit a button. And then I'm sure there's the uh, ability to voice chat. Okay. Uh, I never called, like, I never had a headset on when I was playing with randoms, so I, I don't I don't know. Um, but the game does support voice chat. If you're in a party, even if you're not in, like, mm-hmm. PlayStation party. That's where, that's where I always was. Like, I was yeah. always in PlayStation's party. Like, we were in a closed party. Right. I, haven't, I didn't experiment with it when just walking into the world with a mic. I'm sure it would be similar to that, like, cross po- uh proximity that the, their voice would come in if you had you know hadn't chose to like mute everybody right yeah yeah and what about keyboard support any i don't think so nah, don't no think. no no but it's interesting though because all the menu systems it's a cursor okay it's yes like a, it's like a cursor and you have to like hold down to things it's weird it feels it feels like a pc interface hold uh-huh. down what like a uh, triangle or x or whatever the 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 and you don't like execute button is so you have like yeah. your menu system you want to like scroll through like yeah i'm i'm using uh like L2, R2 to like roll through or the D-pad, nothing. You're using the left stick yeah. and it's moving like a mouse cursor yeah. over things. And then you're like, when you moved over it, you'd be like, oh, hit, uh, hold, down, hold down square yeah. or triangle. Yeah. All right. Um, but the upgrade system is cool, right? Because you're upgrading, your levels go up. But as, and it's sort of like, sort of like Skyrim in this way, the more you use something, the more that element levels up. So your grenades will level up as you use them and effectively use them and get hit points for using them. That's you'll start cool. you'll start to upgrade things. Yeah. It's a really it's like a the menu system when you go into it, um you go into your like into your level menu and you have like a like a almost like a skill, it's like columns of skills. And they're like circles and they f- they fill up as you use them. Mm-hmm. And every time you level up, you unlock one of the ones on like the you know the horizontal line. But the vertical lines fill up as you as you use, you use yeah. the items. Okay. So it's cool. You know, it, it, it's it's a different way of going about it. It's a lot deeper. Uh-huh. Um, so now my last question. Yeah. That I had. Right, then I've got questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, being that there's only three classes, mm. how is the customization? Like, does everyone look the same? Or as no. you get different armor, can you, like, choose different colors yeah. and stuff? Um, off the beginning, like, I, I, I was hurrying just, just to get in and play. Um, but my, I created a secondary character. I created a Titan, and I messed around it for a while. So just in Alpha, they gave – there's um, three different classes, so they're going to look different to start. Then there's three different races that you can choose. Okay. And you can choose male or female in either one. So if you hit – I think it was X because um, we were playing on PlayStation. If you hit X, it would like say um, one of the races was a robot. So I was like instantly going to pick him. <laughs> and uh, there was like a head and then you hit X and it would cycle to another head. You hit X, it would cycle back to another head. I think there was like two or three just for the alpha. And then you went to female, it looked different as well. And then you went to like, okay, I'm going to pick this head that looks like Ultron. And then there was accessories to put on. So pretty much my guy just looked like just like Ultron. It had the face and it had the antennas coming up the side. I'm like, oh, well. Obviously, they like Marvel Comics. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, there there was, a, and then you could choose like war paint to put on, like okay. uh, or okay. yeah. um, or so symbols it's... or whatnot. And then when you get into the game, there's going to be more choices for customization. I saw guys mm. decked out looking completely different. When you go into multiplayer, which I, I guess we're going to talk about soon, mm. um, I saw like at the beginning, you you all land and you see all the people on your team, and there was guys who looked completely different from me, and I had no idea how to ha- go ahead and do that. I wonder if maybe they for the for the purposes of this that they just doled out different equipment to different people. Yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, I was getting drops of like helmets and armor and stuff quite a bit Ooh, when I was playing uh, things. See, uh, that's the that's yeah. gonna get me. And the stuff, yeah. that, well, the stuff I picked up wasn't all too different, um, but I I 
I'm going to assume in the game that they're going to give you for like they want you to this. They, they've talked about the customization of your character that you're going to be able to go and change your color and change uh, okay. different uh, colors on your armor and whatnot. So anything you pick up that you equip is visible. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Good. Okay. Done. Yeah, absolutely. Sold. And they've said, right, that this is like a 10 year plan for this game. So it's going to be uh, there's like, you know, three sequels planned and your character is going to go over all yeah. of them and yes. all this other stuff. So it's a it's a big deal for them. You it's know, very ambitious. Yeah, it's very, okay. very ambitious. Yeah. Now, we've heard a lot of positivity. Is there any negativity from your experience? Was there something that maybe you thought was going to be a part of that that wasn't or something that was introduced to you that you felt was a hindrance on the gameplay? Anybody? Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think that it was definitely coming off of playing. We, you know, I've been playing a bunch of shooters lately. So I've, had, I've been Wolfenstein. I've been playing Titanfall, and I've been playing the Battlefield Hardline beta as well. Mm. Um, all feeling so different, right? So there was a little bit of a learning curve for me just getting into the feeling of it. I will say that the default sensitivity of the right and left look is a little bit slow. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, okay. You can change it very easily, and it's interesting. They don't even have sliders. It's just like. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you can just turn it up, like you know, mm-hmm. like this is the midpoint. This is the, uh, you know, this is above. So that was the only thing I definitely had to crank that up. But that was really easy to do. So it wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. But their default was a little slow. I, you know, when you, it felt very heavy going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I I, I felt like, um, I felt like at times, and maybe it was just me playing it like incorrectly. But I I felt like sometimes like the jetpack stuff like didn't always behave consistently. Yes. When I would try to make jumps. You know, like, okay, hit X, and it would, like, instead of boosting me up like it usually would, it was just kind of, like, go straight and then fall. You know, there was, like, it 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 felt weird to me. So I don't know. Again, I could have just been, like, not understanding exactly because there's no instruction when you get into the game how to do it. So uh, maybe I was just, you know, there's certain – if you're already up at upper momentum, maybe you can't go higher. Yeah. You know, maybe it can only take you higher if you're on the ground. And and this is alpha, right? It's alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was the part that tripped me up the most, especially when we were in multiplayer, Mm -hmm. was, like, I just want to make a little jump, and now I'm five, ten feet in the air. It's like, no, stop, like – it, it takes a little while to get used to it, um, mm-hmm. but when you get the hang of it, um, after playing for like a little while, it was really nice. It's like, oh, you got to climb these stairs. Nope, just going to jump over them. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, it's cool, too, because you can cancel. You, you have the jetpack jump, so you had X to jump once, and you X to jump again, and that, that turns your jetpack on. Um, well, that's with the tight with the Titan class. They have the jetpack. Each class has a different well, whatever style. It is. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever the it style is. is. I can't see what it is. It feels like a jetpack to me. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, puddle jumper. Yeah. The I think the warlock class has a um. Like almost like a float. Okay, yeah, yeah. And okay. the, the the other class has a uh, the Titan class has a jetpack, and the Hunter class has a double jump. Right. So it's all sort of variations of, of like the, the same, same thing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's cool though because you can cancel it. So when, if you if you did the double and you're you're floating, you, you if you hit X again, it will just cut it off immediately. So you'll fall quickly. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. not stuck in some like arcing animation. You can cut it off very quickly and go down. Um. Okay. So that was cool. You know the. the because we had no instruction, the grenade thing was a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah. Like not because sometimes because uh, both Justin and I were like, sometimes I have grenades, sometimes I don't. I don't understand what's going on. And it wasn't until we were in the middle of a multiplayer match that I was like, oh, Justin, it's recharging. <laughs> you know, there's uh, the computer. You get, you get one grenade to start. Yeah. Okay. And then you use it, and then you'll see on like on the bottom left hand side of the mm-hmm. screen, there's like a circular thing for a grenade, and then this level will start refilling. Okay. And it refills slow. Yeah. But the interesting thing is the. The single player and the multiplayer are tied together in a way. Yeah. You're able to bring in your weapon and your armor from single player into multiplayer. Mm. Oh, God. So now you can we'll, – we'll, I'll, I'll talk – the last thing I did with it was play multiplayer as a level 8 with level 8 weapons. Mm. And we'll get into that in a second. 
But the interesting thing was that you can the armor that you pick up, it has secondary effects. Like you can increase strength or intelligence or I forget what the other one was. There was strength, intelligence, and something else. But each of those would have a, like a secondary effect, which would be like you can use your super move faster. You can get a cooldown on your grenades or you can get – I forget what, what the other one was. Um, I, I can't remember right now. But there would be secondary effects to whatever that was. Like not only am I getting a better gun, but this gun will now help me get grenades faster. Mm, yeah. It was cool. I mean that, that, that the, the conjunction between the multiplayer and the single player I think is a very really cool move. Uh, by them, I, you know, and the thing, thing about the very MMO thing is that it's not a separate menu; it's just a zone. It's a PVP zone. So this crucible, which is this area, you go, you, you set the destination of your ship when you're in orbit. You go to the crucible, and you're in multiplayer. That's what that's what it does. Hmm. Um, I found the multiplayer to be f- fun. You know, I, it was I had a good time with it. It was definitely the only mode they had unlocked was kind of a capture, not capture flag, but a, a, a hard point mode, like yeah. a you know, capture Titanfall. bases. You know, capture bases mode was the only thing they had unlocked. And uh, it was fun playing with you and uh, and like the crew that we had going on there. It was fun because we were definitely like I'm not used to playing when I play multiplayer games. Usually, there's I don't have any headset on because I don't want to hear people talking. Like and all I I talk to myself nonstop in those games. Yeah, yeah. Me Most too. of my friends I think just mute me. Yeah, <laughs> but it was great playing with you and it was like it was like okay I'm going to see. Like, oh, watch out! They're, they're they're coming around the left side of sea. Like, you know that was cool. You know, and we were okay. we were taking things over. Take and, the territory and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. take the territory stuff. Um, Capture the flag. Uh, and it was funny because we were playing, and um, I, I think it was, maybe it was your friend Bob when we were playing with. Kept complaining about the shotgun. Yeah, in the game, he was railing. He was like, railing. he's like, it's one shot. It's not fair. It's not fair. And I was like, and he loves it. he loves Halo. That's the funny uh, thing. So I'm funny. like, it's the same gun in Halo. Yeah. To be fair, like I think it was actually a little bit weaker than the shotgun in Halo because, like in Halo, I mean, it's like instant. Like you know, and like the distance can be farther away than. Yeah, you, I, I, mean, I thought yeah. it is murderous up close. Yeah, it is murderous up close. But at a distance, it's not as strong as uh, I would say. Probably you're right in Halo. It was probably yeah. a little bit stronger uh, at a distance. But man, if you get up close to that oh, thing, yeah, it's awesome. Um. I thought the the multiplayer was terrific. The thing that changes it is the abilities. Oh yeah. Um, the special abilities. Each class has a special ability, and they are devastating. Hmm. Um, my problem was I think you got them a little bit too quickly. Sometimes it depends on how well you were doing. Mm. So like the Titan class, um, yeah. has this move where you just click L one and R one together, and it will fill up, and it will tell you you are supercharged, and you get super you you get your points for it by getting kills or assists or taking bases. Yeah. And what he'll do is he'll just like jump up in the air. And he's not invincible during this, but it happens so quickly. And he'll hit the ground and he'll hit it with like such force. Anything in the area dies. Right. Uh, the warlock, which was the, the crazy powerful one, um, kind of has awesome. this one where he jumps up in the air and he throws like this ball of energy at the ground. And it just has this huge um, area of effect. Yeah. Every effect like AOE explosion. And I could take out, three guys at a time with it if they were grouped up. Yeah. I mean, and the, uh, the the hunter class, let me just say what the last one was, and yeah. I, I didn't get to experience this one, but he goes invincible for a short amount of time, and he yeah. has like a gold, he, he's like glowing gold, and pretty much he has like the golden gun, where if he shoot, he gets three shots, and if he shoots you, you instantly die. <laughs> so oh, he I can like that. take That's his time, awesome. he could like take his time with it. Now these parts, like to me, they were a little bit of a game changer in a way, because you'd be like rolling up to a base, and uh, you know, you'd be like, oh, like, there's four of us here and there's one dude and that one dude would have the special and he'd be able to wipe out everybody. Mm-hmm. So my buddy was also complaining. He's like, it's not fair to get it too fast. And like, I wish they, like, I, I hope they slow it down a bit. Like, I don't mind getting one or two of these around, but like on rounds, I was having like really yeah. good games. I was getting it like 
three or four times, and you could rack up kills in like a fast way. Yeah, I mean, for it being, again, for it being an alpha, there could be things like parameters that are set to speed you along just to kind of showcase this stuff and let you know that it is in there. I'm sure that when the actual game comes out that you'll notice that there have been adjustments and such. Because, I mean, that's the purpose of letting people play this stuff and yeah. to get feedback and such. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple, there were two maps in the multiplayer. Yeah, there was a moon yeah. uh, where there was vehicles, and yeah. the vehicles were awesome. Yeah, um, That was another thing, though. The vehicles in that map were a little bit overpowered. Where, super overpowered. Where if, you, if you end up getting, like, if, if one team ends up getting in the vehicles, mm-hmm. it's really, really difficult to get them out of those vehicles. Unless... I saw I saw a video of, of three guys in, like, this, the bikes, the yeah. speeder bikes. Well, there, and... was speed, there was speeder bikes, and then there was almost like a, um, what do they call it in Halo? The Covenant version of the warthog i forget what they called it specter oh, the ghosts no 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 the um i can't i can't yeah, remember exactly yeah. what it was called but it's this um it almost looks like this two-wheeled vehicle in the front that's like it has this cannon that shoots and yeah. it would uh-huh. one shot everybody yeah but hmm. i wanted to see what would happen if you used your super on it mm-hmm. and it will devastate those things too absolutely but the problem is like it's hard to build up your super yeah. when you're getting annihilated by yeah. people in vehicles so that was the only thing i feel like the vehicles were a little unbalanced as far as um, because in Halo, right, yeah, if, if they get in a vehicle, it's difficult, but you have sticky grenades, you have things that can take them out, there's ways to get them out pretty easily, and this I felt like... Well, we also didn't have access to, like, the superior weapons, like right, a no, rocket launcher or things exactly, like that. Exactly, no, we didn't. Um, yeah, it's really, but it's, I think it's a game changer to be able to call in that speeder bike whenever you want to. Yeah. Um, it sounds it sounds and looks like the speeder bikes in Return of the Jedi. That's, yeah. like, what it sounds like. It's really, really cool. But uh, multiplayer was a lot of fun. You know, I had a great time. And the specials were, were, it is a game changer. But what I like about it is I don't really mind the power because what I like about it, much like Titanfall, is I like that it changes up how you think about playing a first-person shooter. Hmm. You know, because in Titanfall, I think one of the greatest things about that game is that is is the is the um the distraction of, of the fact that there's so much going on at one time. Yeah. You know, there's giant robots fighting. There's uh, there's bots fighting. It's not just I'm really quick at sh- turning a gun, so I'm gonna win this match. There's a lot of stuff to navigate, and this I feel like does the same type of thing. It goes okay, like yeah, you might be really good, but look out because you might think you have this one, but this guy's holding on to a super that you didn't know about. And I think that's it changes the way you you, know, you, you address things. And also like you could hold on to them. Like in one round, I was just like I'm just gonna hold on to them and only try and get like massive amounts of kills at one time. Or they're really mm. good at. You're at a base and you want to defend it. Oh yeah. And there was a vehicle that just came in and I was playing the Titan. I was like, oh, like I baited him to come in and then he went. I went up in the air and came right down on top of him and it was like goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> two people like that. Two people had walked in at the same time. And it was like you got three kills. Yeah. And I was just like instantly started recharging it again. What I uh, I thought was like um, not unbalanced, but it's different. Was that when I went into it with uh level eight so i had a shotgun the start the shotgun they start you with does like let's say like 30 damage the shotgun i went and went in with was did 75 and the assault rifle had also did 75 and i had higher armor than everybody else and i ransacked the room Mm -hmm. because like to me it was like in halo you go in and you're like everybody's got the same health everybody has a chance this was different like I, i haven't played a first person shooter like this, uh, I guess you like Call of Duty, like the more you play it, the better guns you have mm-hmm. or like you have, yeah. you have unlocks and stuff. But this was like, I have better guns, armor, like all of you are going to die. Right. And like that's what happened. So like if you're going to be, if this is the way it's going to go, it's going to reward people for playing multiplayer a lot. And mm-hmm. if you just keep, if you go out into the game, like if you start and you're like, well, I can't play multiplayer right now. 
uh, because like I need to have better armor and stuff because the guys I'm going against are better. But I guess I, maybe that's where the supers come in is because they're, they're equalizers. They're that kind of like they're, they are equalizers. Yeah. But what's nice is like it's like oh well I'm not ready to do multiplayer yet. If you go out into the world and play the game, you're gonna bring that stuff in with you later. So. It doesn't hurt you either way. You could also be getting it if you want started booted the game up and said, I want to get really awesome armor here. Then if you went back to the game, it probably transfers that way as well. Yeah, that's what I love about it is that, that, that if I invest in single player, it doesn't punish me in multiplayer. Yeah. You know, if I'm like, I love single player. I want to play that most of the time. Yeah. I can level up my stuff and then go into multiplayer and have a chance yeah. because I played the other side of the game I love that so idea. much. Yeah, it's I love awesome. I idea. Yeah. It's different than in, let's say... Um, MMO is like, um, I'm going to think of like DC Universe Online. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved that game. I was playing on PS3 like for hours and hours and hours. And like, if you hit 30, 30 was max level. And it was like, awesome. All right, let's go do PvP. And it was like lambs to the slaughter. Because <laughs> these guys, like I was level 30 and these guys were like 75. Mm-hmm. And, or whatever the level cap was. And their armor was so high. I, didn't, I was like, I didn't even know that there was a color purple <laughs> and it was like pretty much you go in there and it was like the point of those games is just like all right well pretty much we just have to get eaten for countless hours while we're gaining incremental experience or coin or whatever to do that it sounds like in here and it it doesn't punish you it's like oh if you're gonna jump in you're gonna jump in with whatever you have from single player so that's yeah. that's nice yeah i mean overall i think that it's i think it's gonna be a fantastic game i think it's a. Uh, I think it's as special as they've been saying for now, I guess, two or three years, and mm. but haven't been able to show. I think getting your hands on it and playing through it really crystallizes all of those things. Right. A lot of people were having problems with this. Like a lot of the big game websites were like, "We don't know what this game is." They've showed us like, like they would get to play it on private events, and they'd be like, "We played like twenty minutes," and it's like, I, I guess it's cool, but like when after they opened up to the alpha, I, I started paying attention to what everybody's saying, and everyone was like. No, it's 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 as great as they as they say it is. It's really a lot of fun, and like all I want to do is go back to it. Is the alpha over? Yeah, yeah it's over. The beta will start, I think, July sixteenth or seventeenth on PS4, okay. and then a couple days later on uh, Xbox One. Yeah. For people wondering, how can they get into that? Uh, pre-order. Yeah. If you pre-order the game, you get into the beta. Yeah. There you go. Part of me just wants to skip the beta because I don't want to get spoiled. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't mind playing multiplayer. Like, I might do that, but, like, I don't want to play any of the story anymore. Like, I I don't want to have to, like... It's not that I'll mind replaying it. It's just I want that experience to be, like, fresh and new the first time I actually have the game in my hand. So I might go back in and play multiplayer and tool around with that for a while. But when the beta comes, I'm probably just going to skip it. Yeah. Somebody just walked by your window and it scared Rob and I. I a saw lot. in the corner of my eye yeah. too. It was pretty <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, but yeah, Destiny, awesome. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. So excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. All right, you guys got me pumped. <laughs> that's for sure. I'm in love with the idea of working on your character in, in single player or street or not street uh, story mode, and bring them over to multi. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It, it, it was great. It was great. It was a lot of fun too. It was just, I never felt like, except for a couple of those vehicle matches, like I never felt like it was like, I couldn't do anything. No. You know, like, it was a nice. lot of the matches we played were pretty even. Yeah. Um, only like once or twice. Was it so like we were, we were destroying them or they destroyed us. Right. But for the most part, it was, you know, 20,000 to 19,000. Like they were close games. Yeah. Do you think they're going to be releasing like downloadable uh, classes and characters and such i don't know about doing classes so much or characters but i'm sure that i mean as bobby said earlier activision and bungie have a 10-year agreement on this like they talked very early about this game like imagine a world that's always there for you that was like there that was like when they were like hinting at what the game was gonna be um 
that was what they had said. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Th- I mean, this this series or this game, like, I could see them doing expansions, like Sweet. an MMO. Like mm-hmm. we've opened up an entire other world for you to explore because, like, you're gonna be going to all the planets. Yeah, like, 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 like Destiny dot dot, and then yeah, a new title. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm super pumped about the fiction because I love oh, yeah. Halo fiction. I Destiny, I, Moon Wizards. Yeah, exactly. I, I love Halo fiction. I love what they do with their fiction. So I'm excited to see what, what happens and with we, that. I think we should just mention this. Um, when I was playing the game, like initially I was turned off by Peter Dinklage's uh, performance. And a lot of people mm. are raging about that right now. Like they need to recast him. They need to redo this. And Bobby's like, he's an AI. Like He's a robot. He's a robot. Yeah. And I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, but Cortana yeah. or Guilty Spark, like, they had these personalities. And I, I think that they're doing it that way on purpose. You're right. Like, if they had another Cortana, it'd be like, look, they're reusing the same type of thing. Yeah. Like, um, Moon. Uh, like, a lot of people are making the comparison to that movie Moon with yeah. Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Spacey was the AI in that yeah. in that movie. And he was very droll. Yeah. Like, I kind of have the feeling that that's what they're going for. And now that I have mm-hmm. that idea, like, I'm going to be fine with it. And we don't know how it's going to develop either. Yeah, we don't know if it's going to change. You know, it's, or... like, it's like seven lines of dialogue in the, in the, in the game yeah. in the middle of just no context. Uh, like people we have, need to have more faith in Dinklage. Yeah, yeah, we have no idea. And more faith in, faith in Bungie. I mean, the one they've always been great with voice acting. With, with their there's, games. A, there's a lot of um, well-known people in this game, not just Dinklage. Yeah. Um, of course, I I can't remember the the, the act like the actor. They're actors when you hear their voice, you're like, I know this guy. Like, yeah. oh, this guy, this guy was in Prison Break. This guy was in Fringe. Yeah. Like, right. you know, you know the voices. Like, they spared no expense mm. on their voice casting, and we played a couple hours. Yeah, a couple hours. in the same in the same space. So yeah. I'm really interested to see what they have. Nice. And there's that us. cool like making about Skyrim just because I I, I want to address what you said before mm-hmm. this moment where you, one of the side missions is like explore this cave. And the cave was like up on a ledge and you're like, well, how the hell am I getting up there? And then there's like sort of like a airplane wing, like on the ground, that's almost like a ramp. And you like jump onto your like bike and you boost up the ramp and you, you jump off the ramp and then you jump off the bike nice. and like jet pack up. Onto I didn't even, the, I didn't the even the get to that part. That's uh. awesome. <laughs> but, it, but it's very scary. The fact that it's not like, it's not like ABC. It's not like it's every, not laid every out time you. you're going to make it either. It's like you have to hit it just right. And you have to hit that ledge in the, just the right way. So you can kind of like, side jump up the the other part of the ledge so it has like that exploratory nature to it which i think has Hmm. been is missing in like honestly like even games like borderlands which are huge world games they're not really about exploring crevices they're just about like go to this next area and fight all these crazy people yeah find the marker yeah exactly which is awesome but you know it's cool it's different oh i love borderlands and i am looking forward to the the pre-sequel and all of that stuff but i'm definitely in the mood for something new yeah yeah and this is definitely new which is awesome yeah that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that it it is so exciting and that it is something to look forward to and that it is different enough to stand out. Yeah. So that's awesome. Totally. All right. Um. So there you go, guys. Uh, lots to talk about Destiny and um. I Rob, what are you? Are you pumped? Oh, definitely, definitely. Nice. And just like Justin said, I don't even know if I'm going to do the beta. I mean, th- I think this was enough for me to <laughs> to tide me over until release. Just mm. jump into the multiplayer. Multiplayer, the multiplayer. yeah. Do some multiplayer because I mean that doesn't—you don't ruin anything by doing multiplayer. Uh huh. Yeah. I definitely was since I missed out on the alpha. I definitely yeah. want to check out the beta. Yeah. Multiplayer. I was so excited when I downloaded it too. I was—I got the email and it was like, "You got in the alpha," and I was like, "Yes!" I was so so excited. <laughs> when yeah. did you uh-huh. have to do this? See, the thing is, they, they kind of made it confusing because they're like, "If you have a PS4, you get into the alpha this weekend," and then he's like, "Go to this like kind of like go to this website," but I was like. 
there's an alpha this like it blew my mind yeah yeah, yeah. i was and stuck so, talking to xbox so i missed out yeah so we uh, you go to a web you went to a website and it was like a week uh greatness, greatness awaits. awaits slash destiny blah 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 and it was like enter your uh psn name so i did that and then the next day it was like hello from destiny would you like to play and i was like yes i would yeah yeah, yeah. You, uh-huh. had, you had to sign up by like I think midnight on Thursday yeah. to get into the beta. Okay, they were giving out a lot of codes over the weekend too. Like a lot of journalists were th- sending out codes. Um, but uh, yeah, I got Yeah, you had to sign up by midnight Thursday, and then and then if you were a PS4, if you were a PS Plus subscriber, I think you were guaranteed to get in. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Son of a. If you signed up for the beta. Ah. Uh, I okay. mean, if you signed up for the alpha. Sorry, if you actually signed up gotcha, physically, okay. um, you 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 were guaranteed to get in. That's what I heard. Yeah, I I was just way too busy to to even try to play well they like said it at this press conference he was like and the alpha is on thursday i don't and i was like and no and it wasn't like nobody was reacting to it Mm -hmm. and then i was like oh maybe and then like some sites started popping up with features about it. i was like oh maybe it just means like sites got to play the alpha this thursday so you're gonna hear about it and then it was like and then i got it i think it was i don't remember where i was looking at i think i was like i was on twitter or something and somebody tweeted about it and i was like holy shit (laughs) i went to it and signed up that's cool yeah it was Awesome. awesome Um, so moving on to, to E3 and, and announcements at E3, Bobby. Yeah. What did you, what, what were your thoughts? Will you give me your general impressions of E3's event this year? Um, you know, I loved it actually. You know, I watched all, th- I watched, I ended up watching all, all the press conferences eventually. Um, I watched Sony when it was on. That's the only one I watched when it was actually airing cause it was on at night. Um, you know, when regular adults can, can watch things. Um, so I watched it, um, and loved it. I mean, except for the middle part where. They talked about TV shows for a while, um, even oh, if it was yeah. even if it was Brian Bendis. Like I was like, let's games. I wanted to hear about games, mm-hmm. um, but I thought they. I, I thought Microsoft did a great job, you know, g- showing a lot of games. Um, I and it, even a lot of the games. Some of the games I wasn't interested in at all. I was still like, that's cool that they're doing that game and they're showing it. You know, it's, it's neat that, that we're getting so many games. Um, I thought Sony did a good job with that stuff too. I was more excited about a lot of stuff that was at Sony than it was at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than Sunset Overdrive, which I'm super pumped, yeah. you know, to, to play. Obviously, you can't look at that game and not be pumped to play. Yeah, it. I mean, I mean, obviously, unless you're Jackie. Unless you're Jackie, yeah. It's crazy. It's like the exact kind of game that she would love too. It's a third person action game. She just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah. she'll she'll play and she'll love it, but she won't because she doesn't have Xbox One anymore. Because I have her Xbox One. <laughs> So she's just shit out of luck on that we'll one. We'll bring it over. We'll give her a taste, and yeah. then we'll take it away. That's why she's not excited about it, because she can't play it. So she's getting like, I don't want it, you know? Um, uh, so that game looked awesome. I mean, a couple of other games, that, that, uh, that Ori and the... Ori and the Blind Forest. Forest. Blind Forest. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, Giant Bombcast today, and they were saying that uh, the developers told them that nothing in the game is generated from a computer. Everything is unique and hand painted in the yeah. entire game. Whoa! Yeah, so that is really cool. You know, I don't know how good it's gonna be, but you know, it looks awesome. Um, and it's coming out this year, which is which was that was the biggest thing coming out of the conference was like, 2015 is gonna be awesome. You know, mm-hmm. but 2014 seems like it's gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be a couple of things to hold us over until 2015 rolls yeah. around. Well, October is gonna hit hard. Yeah, October's big. I mean, we get Destiny in September. So I'm obviously excited about that. Every, it seems like everything got the hell out of Destiny's way. Yeah. It's like, let's all pile into October. And there are at least five, six, seven really good games being released in October. Yeah. Um, EA's was, you know, I'm not saying anything anyone hadn't said, but it was like a lot of like, we think we're going to make this game one day. So here's a video about people talking about it. Like that was what I felt like most of EA was. Yeah. So here's a question, Bobby. Yeah. Do you want money for your wedding or do you want like a video game grab bag? <laughs> money is what I want. All right. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
I, that was what, yeah, like, the Mirror's Edge thing was cool, but it's like exactly what we saw last year. Yeah. Um, I, I expected to see more of Battlefront. I didn't expect to get like a lot of stuff, but I expected at least a little bit of gameplay. That's that's what I said last week, and I felt that uh, because they had said that Battlefield Four was so bad that they they, they said we're stopping production on yeah. all games to work on it, and I was like, okay, I mean that that's PR talking. They're yeah. not really doing it, but I really think they went ahead and did it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think they absolutely did. Um, so those two games, like I I, I expect to see a lot more, um, and we didn't get much of that. Um, we got a you know. The, a shot of a golf game where he hits a uh, golf ball over a battleship. Yeah. It's a golf without limits. Cause that's the thing that I was well, that, so, that, worried about. That battleship stage is par, uh, Paracel Swarm or something like right, that from in Battlefield, Battlefield 4. 4. Yeah. It was just like, oh God, cross contamination. Yeah. Like, I don't need this, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I doubt, it's not going to get anybody to buy a golf game who wouldn't buy a golf game. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to buy it now. I can hit it over a battleship. I'm in. Megalodon. Um, <laughs> going to come up and chomp it down. Um, so, uh, you know, that was whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, and uh, the idea of that Criterion game sounds freaking awesome to me. Like the eSports kind of GoPro-esque thing oh, they right, showed right, off. Right, right, Because um, they're awesome. I mean, Burnout's fantastic game, but it was nothing. You know, it was that like... That was all proof it was, of concept It was even stuff. less than Battlefront, you yeah. know, so whatever. Um, but, I mean, their thing was just very, like, we promise you there's going to be games. Um, but I think Dragon Age looks cool. Uh, yeah, but I, I just don't know if I'm going to have the time to mm. play Dragon Age Inquisition. Well, give me give me your top three. Your top we're, three? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Um, so my top three, I would say probably my number three would be the Wii U Zelda reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only number three and not number one because it's not a game yet. It's just a, It was just that one piece of gameplay. And Anuma has said since then that that shot of him in the field, yeah. that's running in-game. Like You could control Link when it looks like that. Um, which I think is awesome. I mean, look, he said all the right things, you know, that it's going to be open world, that you can't, that you can address puzzles in any order you want, that a lot of the puzzles are now going to be environmental. Like how do you get from one place to another? Um, I think that stuff is awesome. Uh, I think that the game, I think they showed a lot with Link Between Worlds, but what they were willing to change about Zelda. And I think if you can take that into a massive console version of that game with a game that looks like it's going to be absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm totally, totally in. So I got super excited about that. Um, my number two is Far Cry 4. Ah. Uh, I didn't play Far Cry 3. Um, I've never played any of them. Mostly because I tried playing Far Cry 2 and couldn't really get into it. It was a little bit too serious for me. I had the exact same problem, and I ignored Far Cry 3 up until I got bombarded by people telling me like you should really play this right and it is amazing yeah and that's what i hear so i missed the boat on that and so i was excited to see what they were going to show at e3 and the ubisoft thing was like it was fine you know it was like it was like a trailer and cool and like that bad guy seems insane which which is awesome yeah but it was that play gameplay demo at sony where it just blew my mind when he jumps off the truck yeah when he's on the, he takes out that convoy he, he gets in the truck he's shooting other people he gets to the cliff he jumps out of the cliff he wingsuits over this cavern he lands and it's all like you know he, he's on the ground and he's running and the other player joins in the game and then they them and a couple elephants take out a base it was it was like it was awesome like it was just i was I was getting like chills watching what was happening, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I need to play this game because like this is the kind of open world game that, that I love to play. Where it seems like shit is always happening, um, and, and, and I'm excited to play that. Plus, it looked gorgeous, so yes, yes, I, it does. I, I want that as well. And my number one is No Man's Sky. Like it's it's not even a, it's not even a question. Um, it because it, it's the it's the one game. Look, all the other games I mentioned look cool, and they're all going to do cool things. But No Man's Sky looks authentically groundbreaking, original, and game-changing for the video game industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like th- four guys 
uh, from Hello Games, yeah. um, who made Joe Danger, and they're former Criterion guys too, the guys who made um, Burnout, making this game. And if they pull off what they're saying they're pulling off, which is to create this living, breathing universe where people are seeing unique things constantly um, and able to go from planet to planet, no loading, no whatever, you know, it, all of that stuff. And the, the, the emphasis on exploration, um, all of that stuff, if they're able to do that and pull it off, it, it's it's going to be one of those things that other developers try to copy, Yeah, you know, for years and years the and next years formula. to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it took my breath away in watching in the Sony thing like that. And it's some of the Far Cry thing, right? When he's going from, he's on the planet, he gets in the ship, he goes in the sky, there's like ships flying over him, he's joining another convoy, goes onto another planet, all of that stuff, I was just, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. That blew my mind too. Yeah, absolutely. The more and more I, I, I listened, because I, I tried to listen to as many podcasts and interviews as, as I could that would were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's this computer game called Eve Online, which I mean, it's like yeah. people yeah. are like crazy about, which is about space battles and stuff. But, like, in EVE, you can lose everything. Like, you could do years of work and lose it all, and it's possible in this game as well yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. if you're not smart about it. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you could you could attack a fleet. Like, that, that fleet that he was shooting at, he's like, yeah, if you attack this, there, there's a bonus for doing it. Like, you'll get something. You'll get money or, or whatever to upgrade your ship or whatever. Or you could just choose not to do it. Mm-hmm. And when you start the game, there's no – there's, like, your HUD is just empty. Mm. Everything is unexplored. So – you're all starting on the edge of the universe working your way in which and like they said that running into another player will happen but it will be very rare yeah, yeah. so like that's the vastness of the the space that they're creating yeah and they said that like as people make their way through the universe and they find like special areas like you know you know crucial areas they will pop up on your in your map as like a waypoint because someone's discovered it, so you you have a goal now to go there, and you're working with all these people to, to discover the entire universe, which I think is like un, unbelievable. I, I I they haven't really the only thing I haven't shown is really what you're doing moment to moment. Um, but if it even if it's just exploration plus the ship battling stuff, like I, it, this sounds awesome to me. From from what I've been hearing, it's it sounds very almost Minecrafty, mm-hmm. where where you know it's like. You have to learn how to build your warp drives. And, right, yeah. You know, you have to find all the resources, build mm-hmm. it, then you can get to your next planet and then find better resources to build bigger drives and, yeah. you know. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure I can... Minecraft, it, it's not my thing, but mm-hmm. something like this, uh, I think I could definitely get into. Yeah, and it, I was listening to the Giant Bomb and they, were talk, they had the developers on and they were saying that they were asking how they kind of tracked... You know um, what every planet was looking like. How did are you worried that you know when your computer's creating this stuff that it's creating too much similar stuff on many worlds? So the, what they did was amazing. Right? Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. So what they do is they 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 use their computers like they have AI players go out and go to all these different planets and take animated gifs of the planet. And then they can look at them either one by one or they can zoom all the way out and look at them like you know millions of gifs so they can see like just. By color, you know, is yeah. the sky? Are there are too many blue skies. Are there too many? That was a problem. Was like, yeah, the, the, one of the guys was talking about. They landed on like two or three planets, and there were all blue skies. The guy's like, "There's too many blue skies in this game." And I'm yeah. like, "No!" Like, and they pulled out, and yeah. it was like reds and yellows and everything, like all over the place. That was incredible. Yeah, it's uh-huh. most. It's actually mostly not blue skies, which I thought was pretty cool. It, just what they're doing. It seems like it, you know. It, it seems like something that hasn't been done before, so that's what gets me most excited about it. I th- in a couple of weeks, that there's going to be a, a very big uh, game spot, like two or three hour. Uh, oh, cool! 
interview on their website. Cool. Yeah, nice. we'll we'll get a whole bunch of information. Nice. Mm. Yeah, Rob. Hi. Hi. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. He's not. He's like perspiring like a beast over I think there. We all are. I can yeah, feel it dripping down my back. Yeah. It's good. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's all right. Uh, as far as my E3 stuff. Yeah. What'd you think of it? Oh, I loved it. Like Bobby, I I watched a vast majority. Um, kept up with with all the announcements, and again, tons tons of announcements, and I almost liked. Actually, I, I did. I I liked it much better how you know some stuff came out beforehand, uh, and then new stuff during press conferences, and then you know even some Tuesday and Wednesday announcements. Uh, it, it's just more enjoyable instead of that you know two day information dump. Uh, so yeah, I, I was kind of psyched that that they spread everything out. Hmm. As far as games, yeah, were, you three, um, were like three favorites. Definitely the Project Steam, Nintendo's... Codename Steam? Codename Steam, Project Steam, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Uh, I love love Fire Emblem and Advance Wars, uh, so kind of like a third-person Silver Age comic book character. You know, it almost looks like like old-school Freedom Force PC game. Um, you know, so that for the DS is, is a must for me. Um, mm. I sat down and watched a good... 45 minutes of gameplay of that so yeah i'm I'm super stoked for that uh i would say there it was a little one on the the sony press conference kind of like a, a 2d side scroller cuphead did you guys talk about yes. that you did yes okay i must i must have cuphead because it is like every it's amazing freaky old animated you know cartoon it's the old Bosco cartoons. Yeah, yeah. No, scared the hell Honey out of me. Honey and Bosco. So uh, I definitely want some Cuphead. <laughs> and uh, I mean, th- th- there is so much good stuff, so it's hard. But I would say, uh, like Bobby, again, Far Cry. Uh, Far Cry 3 was an amazing experience. And just seeing the next-gen stuff, and it just looks absolutely beautiful. Um so I could definitely see myself playing that. Nice. Brilliant marketing move too, by the way, that, that whole like, if you don't have the game and your friend's playing, you can jump in for multiplayer. Uh-huh. You know, it's, there's like a, you get like 10 passes yeah. or something as a person, but that's brilliant because if you jump into that game and you're like, this is so fun and it's just, it's sitting on your, on your PS4, uh-huh. it's like, just go to the store and buy it, you know, and yeah. you can play anytime you want. It's a brilliant move by them, I think. I, I hope to see more games do that because, yeah. um, like you said, give someone a taste and yeah. and they'll buy the whole thing. It's like the old DS thing where you'd like the, the cart, like the one cart play, like you could download like bits of a game onto your thing and you could play like Mario Kart with, uh, if somebody didn't have the game. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool, it's a cool idea. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about you, Justin? What were your three favorites? Hmm. I've been thinking about this and I've been trying to narrow it down. You want me so, to go first? No, no, no. I got it. Um, he was just setting the stage. He was making it dramatic. Like, I, like I, I feel like <laughs> I could talk about. I could talk about. I could say Destiny, Evolve, and something else that's like you know coming up really soon. But we've talked about those to death. So like the things I walked away most excited for that I wasn't already excited for. No Man's Sky is my number one. I mean, you said everything there was to say about it. I I cannot wait to get my hands on that game. Arkham Knight I thought was spectacular. 
Um, I told these guys last week, like, I'm on media blackout now. I don't want to see another ounce of footage from the game. I don't want to know anything. I just want to go in and play it. Yeah. And uh, When he shoots out that Batmobile and up into the sky and goes oh, on the top yeah. of the building, I was like, this is amazing. I, I just watched <laughs> him armor up at the beginning. Like, yeah. literally, like, he's wearing a suit of armor. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially coming from the first the first game. Yeah. And he's all damaged and stuff. He, he's, he's literally a knight in armor now. Yeah, he's learned. And just at a, a like moment, you're looking at his face, and then it was like, oh, we're playing. Yeah, yeah. Like people have talked about like the cutscenes just start. Yeah. And there's no load times or anything. I'm like, okay, I guess that's like an example of it. And the second he jumps out of the building, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like jumping out of the building, the camera snaps when you go into like closed enclosed sp- yeah. uh, spaces and stuff. It's it's beautiful. This is this is uh this, that was the theme of this E3 was like the and now you're playing yeah <laughs> there was a couple of themes at E3 yeah. let me I'll, I'll spit up my last game that yeah, I'm yeah. like super looking forward to was the The Witcher oh yeah The yeah. Witcher I think looks insane um we talked about it a little bit last week like CD Pro- uh, Project Red like these guys know what they're doing graphically um I, the, the little bit I played of The Witcher two like I really enjoyed like the main character uh, I think it's Geralt mm-hmm. Geralt um. I find him super enjoyable. Like <laughs> I was, I was telling Jackie last week, like it's a mature game. Um, and it's just like, it seems like it just has mature themes about it uh, for like a monster. Like, you know, you're a monster hunter. Sure. But like, it just like, it felt different when I was playing the Witcher too. And I, um, I guess we'll talk about like later when we get into the games, we never finished. Like that was one of mine. We'll get into that later. Uh, but like a couple of the themes I thought about E3 was like, Hey, check out this game. Play it now. Yeah. Like, Entwined or the Hardline Beta um, Destiny. It's like, oh, you think this is awesome? You get to play it in two days. Right. Like that is a theme that I think got tremendous. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, um, not recognition, but acclaim. Acclaim. Yeah, it's like people really liked that, and I hope that's a, a trend that continues. Yeah. Um, it was it was that, or it was like, hey, see this, play it in two years, or hey, see this, play it now. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they go towards the play it now part. Yeah, the Battlefront thing was like. We'll see you again in spring 2015. Not even the game's coming out. Oh. We'll tell you about the game in spring yeah. 2015. More information coming yeah. spring 2015. <laughs> Shit. Oh man. Oh man. What about you, Steve? I um, you know, I kind of, I kind of like what um, Justin was saying about there, there are games that were showcased at this event that I'm really looking forward to. But I've been looking forward to them for a while. It was nice to see them in in whatever you know build or state that they're in currently. But um, I'm really excited for the Order 1886. Yeah, yeah. me too. The me too. Looks, um, the game looks super mustache. Rad. Oh, dude, <laughs> it just it looks seamless. Yeah, it, it's going from the the full motion video to interacting and that that creature that mm. like chupacabra thing that yeah, was there yeah. and just it. I haven't been excited for a horror title, even that game coming out, The Evil Within. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't I haven't looked anything up. I haven't looked at any trailers or anything, and I'm not. There's no fever for it. I'm not excited for it. And I used to love like Resident Evil. Resident Evil was my shit. <laughs> like I would as soon as I knew that a new one was coming out, I was there. They lost me around Resident Evil Six. I, I didn't even That's a long time. Like you were in there for a while before they lost yeah. you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and that's what I'm saying. But like when I saw the the footage of this game, I I felt that crave. Like I was like, ooh, I gotta I gotta play this. Can Dude. I jump in for a sec? Yeah. I just want to jump back to Bobby for one second while I have this thought. I'm shocked you didn't say Bloodborne. Oh yeah, it was, it was like number four. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew. I, I thought it would have to be up there. Yeah. Well, we, we, I was waiting. To, I thought it might be on Steve's list, so I was. It's uh, actually it's not. Okay. We'll talk about it though, because I want to. I want to talk with, um, with you about it. The other one on my list, I actually don't know the name of. It's um, from the people that did Limbo. 
Oh, inside, inside, inside. yeah, inside. Yeah. Um, that's high on my list. Just that that trailer of the the little kid running up to like the observatory window and the scope when that camera's pulling back and like what's behind that glass. Like I loved Limbo. I thought Limbo mm, was yeah. just for as long as it lasted. The execution on that game was brilliant. I, yeah. you know, I'd played things like it before, but it had such style and such personality and such a flow to it that I didn't have to keep on restarting. It was a game that I could sit down. It was like entwined. Like I sat down, I got the gameplay and I just cruised right through it, but it was wholly satisfying the whole time. I want to see what they do with their next title. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, everybody else's top spot, at least No Man's Sky, just concept alone sounds like nothing I've ever played before and something I've never played before will always win. Mm. We're not alone in, like, everybody is talking about No Man's Sky. Like, Kotaku has an article, it's like, how do you make a game that sounds impossible? Like, how do you make a game that sounds impossible? And there's, like, this huge article on Kotaku uh, today about it that I haven't got a chance to read yet. Um, But everybody is talking about No Man's Sky. It stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, those are our picks for E3 uh, 2014. But you guys uh, tweeted to us and actually uh, gave us yours. So we're going to read some of those out right now. The screen's a little far, but I'm going to try. Aaron Burke on Twitter, he is at Infamous One, says his top three E3 games. uh, I'll go from three to one. Uh, Number three is Sunset Overdrive. That was close on my list, too. That game looks sick. Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity is his number two game, and Destiny being number one. All fine choices. <laughs> uh, Ryan Olive, who is RRO8502 on Twitter, his number three is The Order 1886. Uh, number two is Batman Arkham Knight, and his number one is No Man's Sky. Um, James Hammond, who is at Part Time Powers on Twitter. <laughs> I love I love his answers. Number three, Toad Treasure Thingy. <laughs> I'm so excited about it's that game, by the way. It's yeah, I so know. excited oh, about that. it. <laughs> I heard these before. So number Keep three, going. Toad Treasure Thingy. Number two, No Man's Sky should be No One's Sky, in my opinion. And my favorite, number one, The Zelda Scrolls Highwind. <laughs> <laughs> I read that too. That was that great. That one kills me. Fantastic. Uh. Oh, my God. Um, let me see if there's any more, and then I'm actually going to jump. I got one. You got one? Go for yeah. it. Uh, Luciano at the Arctic Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, his was Batman, uh, Arkham Knight. Uh, that was his number one. I'm sorry. Then Mortal Kombat X was number two, and Crackdown was number three. So. Ah, Crackdown. Can't believe they're bringing that back. Mm. I'm excited for it, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I hope that uh, I hope it does really well. Well, it's the guy from the who developed the first one, so it won't be like the shitty second one that oh, came out. Oh God, nice! If they could capture the magic of the yeah. first one with mm. like next gen tech, all yeah, those, I... all those orbs. Oh um, my God! Yeah, if I had a four and a five, it would have been Bloodborne and Mortal Kombat X would have been my four and my five. Mm. Um, we've got actually we've got a question here. While I have all four of us that so we're still sitting down, um, I want to ask it. This is from Ryan Olive again. Uh, he's at rro eighty five zero two on Twitter says, I hate having teases of games years out. I'd rather have them announced and then come out a few weeks later. Thoughts? Me? First? Anybody. Okay. Jump, um, jump in. I, I think that, look, I think that weeks is a lot to ask because these companies are spending sometimes uh, hundreds of millions of dollars on these games. Yeah. So there needs to be a P- PR lead up 
to when the game is launching. Let's say six months. Six months is fine. Even a year is fine. I think. I I think they get into trouble when it ends up being, you know, eighteen months or two years or two and a half years or three years or never. Like we get with with, with some games. I think that's when they good and evil too. <laughs> Last Guardian. Last Guardian. That's when you get into issues, right? It's because yeah. Move like movie studios will never p- put on stage something that they know that is like a, a, a figment of their imagination. You know that that is barely going to happen. They'll they might hear rumors about it. They might get a director for it, but you'll never see him take it up on stage and show you a trailer and say this is coming in 2015, and then it never comes out. Like yeah. that barely ever happens. It happens all the time in the video game industry. I think that I think announcing it and then a year later it coming out. I think is the exact way that you should you should you should go about it. I agree. You know, I I don't I think any longer than a year. I think six months is fine too, but I think that any longer than a year, it's just it's. See, yeah, I, I I can go a little much. bit longer. A year and a half, that's okay. Like right where we were, we're in June, and Halo Five isn't coming out until fall of 2015 yeah but here's here's the thing you know we're running into this thing where you don't want to see any more from the beta for destiny so at what point do you check out on finding out new information if there's a year and a half of a wait and they're going to be releasing all kinds of info and gameplay footage are you really going to be able to hold off for that Well, that's the thing is when they announce it a year and a half out there's not really gameplay video. There's not anything. It's like, hey, we're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like a recent example, like yeah, Destiny. But, but Destiny's We've been, been seeing... almost th- what two and a half years. Yeah, Destiny's of... been on uh, is bull. They, uh, they, they oh my did... god, I found a USB stick with some <laughs> yeah. pictures on it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> See, like, I don't mind. Um, I'll only go on blackout on a game when it's like within grasp. Like Arkham Knight is now months away. It was it was gonna be super close. Then they pushed it back a couple of months. But like that's within grasp. Now I'm on blackout. Before then, I'm I don't have I I, I don't mind seeing like a certain amount of information coming out. But like a year and a half, no. I think is like the most that you can do. Like I want my games to be awesome. So if you tell me like you're working on it, but we're not gonna it's not gonna get released until like I don't want it to be rushed. I don't want a Battlefield Four thing. Uh, to happen to any other game, right? So, like, I, I, for me, I think a year to a year and a half. If you want to give yourself that lead time when showing it to the public, besides, like, things are getting annou- like announced now that they didn't want to because of leaks. Like, leaks are just all over the place now. So, like, mm-hmm. they have to take that into consideration as well. Like, crap, we weren't ready to talk about this yet. I guarantee you, that's why they talk. Cry- um, Criterion talked about that game because yeah. they pretty much said on stage, like, we wouldn't be able to keep it much uh, secret much longer anyway. Yeah. But like certain games, a year and a half. That's it for me. Yeah, I mean, if I if I had to weigh in, I would say asking for, for weeks later is a little unrealistic in regards to, you know, hype and sales and just pitching it out to people, getting people aware of the game, especially in today's industry where there are so many games coming out that the competition is bigger than it's ever been. And if your game gets lost among the fray and there are also there are people that don't keep up on this stuff as much as you know hardcore gamers do or not even hardcore but you know if you don't see that billboard when you're in the city or whatever sometimes you that's the first time you heard about that thing yeah that's true you yeah. know Absolutely. and uh words got to get around we, weeks is not enough to have good debut sales to instill you know confidence in the publishers and in the people supplying these games for you in order to put orders down and even to get people to pre-order. Pre-order is not always the best option, but it is a way that the industry gauges, you know, how excited people are for games. If you had a game that was coming out, like a AAA title in six weeks, and everybody was doing a mad rush to the store to get it 
uh, pre-ordered, it would be chaos. See, like the order, the order will be about just about a year and a half mm-hmm. from time that they announced the game That's to 2015. release. Yeah, February. Early. It wasn't oh. supposed to be. It was oh, supposed ooh. to be this year. Yeah. It was supposed to be this year, and they delayed I it. I could wait till February for that. Yeah, yeah but that's the thing is like, like to me, choice. like, if yeah. you would have told me, like, if you would have told me February 2015 when they first heard the trailer, I'd have been like, all right, like, you put that into the bank, like, in the backwards bank in my head, like, okay. That game looks awesome. It's coming out. Like, it's in the pipeline. All right, that's fine. But, no. like, you can't be showing stuff that's, like, right. two, three years away. Um, I also want to address one other question that we have on Twitter while we're all here. James Hammond, Mr. At Part Time underscore Powers on Twitter, he goes, Who is the best gaming executive and why is it the Reginator? Additionally, also, what do you love about Nintendo? Give some positivity. Splatoon, there's Splatoon looks like fun. Yeah, that would have been my number four game. Yes. Um, I love it because it's like Nintendo being like, you want us to do a shooter? This is how Nintendo does a shooter. Yes. You're shooting ink at each other. <laughs> Which is fine. You're, you're turning into squids. You're turning to squids. I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, I don't think it's Reggie. Like, he kind of drives me crazy in a way. He creeps uh, me out. I love Reggie. Me too. I, I have looks, a signature on my he wallet. He looks like a potato <laughs> come to life. Okay. <laughs> he does. Okay. <laughs> I don't think right. it's... No, I, li- I like Reggie a lot. I don't like... Bro- I like Peter Moore a lot, too. Oh, Microsoft guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Phil, like, I really like the way Phil Spencer came out this year um, mm. and did the show. Like, He seems to have Xbox pointed in a good direction. Um, he seems like a humble dude. The thing about Reggie is, I just like I know that he's Nintendo's voice box, mm-hmm. but like the th- some of the things he says, just like the way he says them drives me crazy. Like, we don't think that Twitch is fun. So we're not going to really get involved with it. Like we're not, we don't, we don't think that players sitting there watching streams of other people playing is fun. So we're not going to give you the opportunity to because we're deciding for you. Or the thing today, it's like, actually, if you look at it, we're neck and neck with PS4 in sales. It's like okay, like you had a year head start. Like you're so like yeah, but the, there's no there's no corporate executive be like we're really sucking right now, guys. Uh. Like they're, they're going to say those things. Yes, but there's a way. There's a way to be. Phil Spencer came out and pretty much thanked his competition for giving them the push in the direction. Like, he was humble about it. Like, yeah, what else I know is he going to do, kn- though? But I know, I know he's not going to get up there and be like, listen, I know that Screw we're— Screw like, you guys. <laughs> I know we're, like, we're last in a three-team race. But I would almost, like, respect him more if he acknowledged what everybody else knows and is like, look, right now we realize that the console is struggling, but, like, have faith. In Nintendo, like we're we're gonna be pushing forward. We have amazing games coming out. We're very secure in the Wii U's future. Not giving me false numbers on hey, we're actually second in sales, don't you know? When we had a year head start and the PS4 has been out six months. Okay, yeah, but I mean the the thing is like a he didn't say anything that's untrue. True. <laughs> and B they've said that plenty of times. Nintendo's had plenty of times where Awada and Reggie have said those things. But at E3, it's not the time to say that. E3, you're trying to tell investors, buyers, that the, the Wii U is something you want to be investing in and you want on your shelves. Um, look, I think that I would be willing to guess that the American arm of Nintendo gets driven crazy by what Japan wants them to do. You know, like mm-hmm. this kind of like a little bit behind way of thinking about everything. Um, Nintendo is has always been slow to adopt internet um, capabilities for, yeah. for anything and Twitch is just one example of that but what I will say is I think that look as much as it might drive us crazy look we're we're all a- adults at this point um, who've been playing Nintendo since we were kids yeah. and we want them so badly to be to us now what they were to us when we were kids 
but they don't have a lot of interest in that. You know, like they want to be to kids now what they were to kids then. You know, and we will, but think about gamers, think about people who love enthusiast culture in general, movies, comic books, TV, whatever. We want everything made to be for us. You know, when there's something, when there's something not for us, we're like, what the hell is this? Get it out of here. This is baby stuff, you know? (laughs) And that's because it's not made for you. You know, it's made for someone else. Um, And I feel like, look, Microsoft and Sony are doing all that stuff, you know, for us. And I feel like Nintendo just is going to like, look, we're not going to do that stuff. We're, we're, we're going to make a third person shooter, but it's, you're going to shoot ink at people. You know, we're going to take our time doing whatever. I think, look, I think they're, I think they're behind. I think a Twitch thing is um, a, a wrong move. But I also think it's because, look, they don't want some kid who's, who parents believe that Nintendo is safe for children. That's, that, that is like an absolute belief, you know, that you can put a Nintendo in, in, in your living room and a kid can turn it on and he's never going to see or hear or look at anything that's going to upset him or warp his or her mind frame. You know, you can't voice chat easily. You can't, you're not going to hear anybody, you know, they, they monitor every single thing that gets put on Meverse, So there's no curses or anything like that. If your kid could turn on your Wii, his Wii U and click on a Twitch. And as soon as he starts streaming or as soon as they're watching, all is a stream of obscenities at him. Nintendo does not want that to happen. And look, yeah, they're making the choice for you. And I think sometimes that's bullshit for them to do that. But I also think that, look, when they come out with a game made by them, it's always incredibly sound. It always looks fantastic, and it, it's always great to play. You know, Mario Kart Eight is awesome. Um, you know, Pikmin Three was awesome. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze was also great. Like they they know what mm-hmm. they're doing. Super Mario Three D World was awesome. I think that they need to come up with a way to make it so they're not that they can make a Nintendo box that plays just Nintendo stuff, and they don't have to worry about third parties anymore. You know, that isn't as expensive, but I feel like they're so good at making the games that they make that I don't need them to try to be Sony or Microsoft. But that, that, I just want them to be Nintendo. And whatever weird, crazy shit that is, do it. Because if I, I, have, I think you know games like Super Mario 3D World and, Super Mario, and Mario Kart 8 are special experiences that you don't get from any other company. That's all, that's all super true. Yeah. Um, but then say that you're not. Like... We're not interested in competing with these other guys. They always say that. They're like, we're not competing with those guys. All right. You know, they always say that. They've always been saying that. That's why you come out with the Wii because you're like, you know, whatever. We don't we don't play in the same ballpark. Um, there is that part of me that wants them to be like, here's our system. It fucking looks awesome. It's amazing. You can play all these games on it. But in the end, like that, that that's not who they are. You know, and th- those third parties that were so much a part of the NES, NES and SNES left them so long ago. And we all want it to come back. We all want... You know, Square making awesome RPGs for them and, you know, um, Capcom making amazing games for them and so on and so on and so forth. But it's just not going to happen. You know, it's just with the, with these other guys doing what they're doing, this is the place where you play Nintendo games or Nintendo-like games and that's really going to be it. You know, um, and I don't have a problem with that. You know, I, I, I embrace that because, look, we all have everything. <laughs> you know, like, so the fact that there's no awesome, like, first-person shooters on the Wii U... Like, who cares? No, I'm completely fine with you know? Nintendo being Nintendo and yeah. giving Nintendo, uh, like, just pumping out Nintendo games. Mm. It's just like, um, well, I guess this whole started because we were talking about executives. It's yeah. just like, I just want them to be upfront. Like, the, the the original question was, like, who's your favorite? And, mm. like, yeah, why is Reggie the best? To me, he's not. Like, mm. that, that's just my personal opinion. But I could, everything that you're saying makes sense. Mm. 
you know. Yeah. And I'm sure that, the, that as you said, the American arm of Nintendo must be driven crazy by I'm what sure, Japan absolutely wants. Absolutely are. I mean, you look at Mario Kart 8. It's funny because they have like that slight like step forward where you upload things to YouTube right from the console. There's like yeah. no, you don't have to do anything else. Like that's that's yeah. crazy. You can you could, there's slight editing tools like that stuff. All that's pretty in a good a good direction for them to go in. As far as favorite executives, I love Reggie. Um, I think he's awesome. I love Awada as well. I like. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, um, but my favorite is. Um, Shohei Yohei Yoshida, as I say, uh, Shuhei Yoshida. Shuhei, yeah, the Sony Worldwide Studios. Yeah, oh, I he love that guy. Is nutty. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he always goes on podcasts beyond the, the IGN show, and he's freaking hilarious. He was mm. drinking a PBR on Giant Palms podcast. Yeah, like, yeah I yeah. was like, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, he's great, and he's just he, he's he's on he's he is he's honest and he's he's forthright and he's funny. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to see him out there introducing uh, Bloodborne. So that that was cool. Yeah, I, he's my favorite. Nice. Yeah, I don't really have a favorite. I don't really. I, I don't really pay attention to the You will now. Like the, I will the now more the, the more that you asked. No, but like the more you watch these things, you start recognizing them. Yeah. Um like I, I didn't until like a year or two ago, like start like, oh, okay, this guy this guy leads, this guy does this, this guy does yeah. it. I just remember Reggie because his face is unforgettable. <laughs> um I used to love the Konami guys. Oh god, they were insane. They were they're drunk, yeah, high. Yeah. And they just come out and they're like, Yeah, <laughs> we made a new Castlevania. <laughs> you, it's the, not the one you wanted to play, but here it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I probably will start to pay attention to them more. But I don't know. I always the people that are at that, like any any of the announcers, the whether it's Reggie, Aisha Tyler, like all of that stuff is just so scripted and so corporate that it's just it's just a mouth that it's coming out of. I don't really look at them as having personalities. They're all you know, cut from that same, like, head of the corporate, head, like, you know, the Major Nelson of Sony or Nintendo and Reggie, and they're all cool. Like, I don't have a problem with a single one of them. I just, I've never focused on them as people. Yeah. I just always see them as, you know, the squawking box of whichever console or company that they represent. Yeah. So maybe I need to start paying more attention. And maybe ask them out for lunch. Yeah, like Hands Man at Sony. Oh my God, Hands Man was amazing. <laughs> hands Man. Hands Man yeah, at like Sony. The, the, guy, he's he, the new president. Yeah. He took Jack Trenton's place. Yeah, the guy introduced like uh, Mortal Kombat X, and he was talking about he was the guy who started talking about all the other stuff. Okay. Like yeah. their numbers and things like that, and every single word had a hand gesture. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, did he have he like followed... the, the GTA uh, lobster claws? Probably he did every hand motion you yeah. could absolutely. And the imagine. thing is, he followed up. I'm pretty sure he followed up the guy from Hello Games. He did, yeah. and the Hello okay. Games guy was like the most humble yeah. guy ever. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, we're, like we made a game. Yeah, we, yeah, like, it was, it's that like, was funny. It's, we don't even know why we're here. Yeah. We hope you guys like it. Yeah. Like the most humble dude, and then Hands Man comes out. Yeah, it's like look at all my PowerPoint presentations. Yeah, Vidribbon went against the grain. Nice. <laughs> all moving all his. Um, and that guy from EA looked like the Jude Law robot from AI. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he exactly That's like awesome. him. He looked exactly like him. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Um, but, yeah. No, it was it was cool. To, it, it's funny to watch these things and, like, examine those guys. Yeah. Um, because, like, Aisha Tyler is the one outlier, right? Because she's not she doesn't work for Ubisoft. They just yeah. hire her to do the conference. I like her a lot. I, I think she's cool. I like her, too. The one thing I say at Ubisoft, they put on a great show. Like, it's just like, it's like hey, we're having a great time. But yeah, they would yeah. go from, like, you know, like, Look at this workout game to we're murdering people. <laughs> they said they, they showed Far Cry thing and they're like, at Ubisoft, we start big and then get bigger. Yeah. So it was like Far Cry three, dance. Yeah, just dance. <laughs> and then they did like the the workout game. Yeah, do like, push ups. Yeah. And then they were like Death. Here's this game about a dog in World War One. Look how serious it is. <laughs> 
I didn't know that in that Valiant Hearts game. That's the dog talking the yeah, whole time. Yeah. I had no idea. I rewatched it and I was like, uh-huh. Christ. Yeah. That was another UB art engine game, like uh-huh. a Child of the Light. Um, looks awesome. Did you uh, did you get to answer Rob about your favorite uh, squawking yeah. box person? I did. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. What are we feeling? Are we feeling because uh, we're 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 getting to the hour and a half marker? Do we? <laughs> want to do the topic even or we want to just do another question maybe save save, save topic, the topic for next, for next week. week yeah okay all right um let's do another question uh and also thank you guys so much for uh for sending these in uh you've been great whenever we put out the call for questions uh they've really been rolling in the last couple of weeks as the show goes on and uh we really do hope that you're enjoying it so mm-hmm. here we go uh our friend luciano is at the arctic beast on twitter when you own two systems, how do you decide when buying third-party games? Which to buy for? Mix it up or buy on all? Buy them all on one system? I'll start. Go for it. Uh, for me, it ties into achievements and trophies, which I care about more. That's like wow, for me. Really? That's my personal answer. Like it's oh, for me. It's before I started. Before I, I made the switch that. to PlayStation, um, I would do console exclusives only on sony and everything else on um xbox then when i I made the switch i went the other way yeah so So you're gonna be that's that's what i'm doing now i'm doing console exclusives or like if there's a game that my buddies in florida want to play because they all have xboxes down there playstation is like doesn't exist yeah um then i'll play that with them but everything else for me is going to be on playstation because that's my that's my system of choice right now right yeah for for me it's uh Where However many playing. people, exactly. Yeah, However that's... many people I know that that have that system, if they're buying right. the game, I'm getting it for that system. Yeah, it's like when you guys were talking about Destiny even before we started recording, and I asked, you know, would you get it for, or would you pre-order it for? I want to make sure that I'm on the game with you guys. Um, yeah, for me, it's really about who's playing and where. Um, of course, exclusives are exclusives. There's nothing you can do. If you want to play Titanfall, you got to have an Xbox One, and you got to get it for Xbox One. Perhaps when Titanfall Two comes out, it'll be multi-platform. It but will. For right now, you know. But um, yeah, honestly, I just I ask around and I, I feel around and see where where you know alliances are and where people lie and who do I want to play this game with? Who are the bet? Who are the best gamers of my friends that are going to be good at this game that are actually going to play the game? Because there's nothing more aggravating. Then when you get like you're hyped up and everybody's like, yeah, I'm going to pre-order, I'm going to play. And a game comes out and like two or three of your friends didn't bother to do it. And now you're stuck looking for friends. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I ask around and I gauge my decision based on who's going to be where. Um, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar for me. I mean, like same thing you just in last generation. I was very it was very Xbox was kind of like the lead console for me. It was like where I bought everything and it had less to do really with. The fact that I, I didn't play a lot of online multiplayer games. Like, I played Halo, and the only place you can get that was on Microsoft, so it didn't matter. Um, but it was really because, A, I liked the controller uh-huh. better. I liked playing games better on the Xbox 360 controller than the PS3 controller. Yeah. Um, and that's also sort of flipped now. I still think shooters are better on on the Xbox One controller because the, 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 you know, the separated sticks, I, it just works better for me. Um, but... Other than that, it really goes comes back that I just kind of decide like I like playing on this platform better, yeah. and that's what I decide to play on. Um, if there's stuff that like a couple times last generation, they're like, oh, it's better on this console, then I'll uh, maybe I'll gravitate towards that. Like I got um, like I got Bioshock Infinite on the PS3 when I was instead of the Xbox 360 because it came with the original Bioshock like on the disc. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this makes sense. Why I would get this 
Um, but yeah, just really whatever I feel like is the best. And then multiplayer games obviously would be where the people uh-huh. are playing. Right. Yeah, well, and, and last gen, uh, like Xbox 360, uh, Xbox Live was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, party systems, everything was just so easy. And yeah, that's where it was at. And it just kind I of gradually like flipped. Just, I gradually just made the switch to PlayStation because mm-hmm. most of my friends had a PlayStation. And so uh-huh. just very gradually. I started just getting pulled into that a little yeah, bit more. It, and then my first game that I bought that was like I'm making the choice to go to PlayStation was Tomb Raider. Yeah. That was the first like um, non-exclusive that I moved away from my Xbox for. Mm-hmm. I, I could not mm-hmm. stand PSN and their just slow updates oh. no matter how good your internet connection was. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was rough. It was horrific. So that that's why I mostly went 360. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do uh, two more quick questions and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. We got one from Super Bad Larry. He's at Super Bad Larry on Twitter. Uh, he wants to know: Ever had trouble transferring Wii data to the Wii U? Also, after playing new games, uh, did you even go back to your Wii collection? So, after playing the Wii U, has any of us gone back to play our Wii games? Um, I have not, but I would. There are a lot of fantastic games on the Wii. I just there's such an influx of stuff for the summer to play that I, I doubt that I'll be going back to it anytime soon. But uh, I will never ever tire of WarioWare Smooth Moves. Mm-hmm. I think actually that is the one that I've gone back and played. Dude, that Wario game, that game is amazing. Yeah, love it. It's my favorite game on the system. Um, awesome so game. good. And until recently, I think until obviously eight came out, I played I played a couple rounds of Mario Kart Wii on there. Mm. Like I had like a get together or whatever, and we played a little bit of that. Um, and probably a little Smash Brothers as well. Yeah, my Wii has been a Smash Box pretty yeah. much since day one. Yeah. Mm. Um, Rob? Uh, no. No, I, I have not gone back and, and really... Uh, no. Sorry. Has All right, so not yet. <laughs> has anybody oh. done that file transfer thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have any problems with it. If he's saying he had problems with it, it, it was fine for me. I didn't have problems with it. No, no, no. no. The little Pikmin went to, from one system to another they just fine. They jumped in their ship and yeah. flew away. Yeah. You can't play um, You can't play GameCube games on the Wii U, correct? No, you can't. Damn. No, you cannot. I really, really want to play. I've been having such a craving for Time Splitters 2. That's such a good game. Uh, I just... that. I wish they would put that on one of the networks. That... Um, bonus game where you're locked inside of that like uh, storage garage and all the zombies are coming through the uh, the archway or whatever and you have the shotgun and that's all you have it is poetry that thing however long you can survive and last I gotta damn it I gotta go hook that up <laughs> um, so good so so good if you guys have never played that before and you have the opportunity to know somebody that has their hands on that give it a whirl it is awesome one thing I'll say, it's another positive thing about Nintendo, the file transfer thing. They're the only company that would have like an elaborate animated, uh, like fun thing to watch during a file system transfer. Yeah. They, they treat all your data as little Pikmin. And That's they, cool. they, they yeah. come out of the one, they go into their ship, and they fly to the other system. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, so it was, it was, it's nice. Right. Um, oh, I played virtual console games on the, on the Wii stuff yeah. because some of the stuff doesn't, is not on the Wii U yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen actually played through all of Super Mario RPG. Oh, wow. Um, on, awesome. The, on the Wii. That's uh, nice. Virtual console, yeah. C- quick virtual console. Has anyone played Cave Story? I have not, no. No. No one told here? me about that. Yeah. Okay. That, that is a must. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And uh, actually, this is for this is for Rob. I'm going to kind of switch this question a little bit. But uh, Joe Bianco, this will be our last one. He's at JoeyBianco84 on Twitter. Thoughts on Watch Dogs after a few days not feeling it. I know that we that Rob had spoken about it um, two podcasts ago in depth. So if you want 
like a, a long form answer, definitely go back and check that out. But really quick, are you even playing it anymore? No. Nope. You're not. Nope. That is probably one of the wasted. Is that your disappointment purchases. of the of the new generation? Yeah, hands you're not, down. You're not having good with digital down, uh, downloads right now. Well, I had to get Spider Man. You was had to get Spider Man, and you got Watch Dogs, <laughs> and you don't play either one. Uh, no, I'm I'm chipping chipping away at Spidey. Oh. But wa- Watch Dogs. He's gonna have a different opinion to the game when he's finally done with it. He's like, actually, it wasn't that bad. No, but eight hours in, it just opened up. Yeah. <laughs> Hidden gem. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No. All right. Has, no it, has anyone it. here played it? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it from behind glass. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the extent of my watchdogs. <sighs> so no good. No. So there you go. I'm going to play watchdogs. My buddy play? and me are switching. I finished up Wolfenstein. Can I? You have that on, on disc? Wolfenstein? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's just said he's switching. He's giving it to his buddy. <laughs> his buddy's giving him watchdogs. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. I was going to ask you to borrow Wolfenstein. <laughs> Take it. Uh-huh. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Take you it. gonna make him wait? Yeah, he can wait. He, does guy. he listen to the show? No. So fuck that guy. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's good for you because you now you don't have to play Watch Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play because you know what? I, I should just play this. I, mean, I, I watch videos on it for years. I, I eventually just want to get around to it. If it was crap, then I'd stop playing it. But <laughs> he's still in. It. He's still in it right now. Right. So take it. All right. Cool. I'll do that. All right, you guys. Um, we're gonna pimp some stuff and then wrap it up for this week for talking games. Uh, If you guys want to get in touch with us, it's at talking underscore games on Twitter. If you want to send us something more long form, it's podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. Also, facebook.com slash talkingcomics. If you want to leave us a comment, um, Talking Comics is our home. So any kind of interactions that you have with them, you'll have with us. Also, check out the Talking Comics podcast. We talked a lot about the World Cup. And, com- and comics and special edition Comic Con 2014 that myself and Mr. Bob Ryer attended this past weekend. Uh, it was a really good time, so check that out. Uh, be sure to also check out Stephanie Cook, Mara Wood, and Melissa Megan on the Misfits podcast. Uh, just this past week, they released a podcast based on Bioshock. Yeah. So <laughs> another video game podcast you guys want to check out. They are at the underscore Misfits on Twitter. Also, Talking Movies Podcast has a new podcast out for 12 Monkeys. They are at Movies Talking on Twitter. And there's also a new Valiant podcast uh, available on the TalkingComics.com uh, website. Not yet. Sorry, TalkingComicBooks.com. Not yet. I was doing so well. <laughs> you were really the, doing a good job. Yeah, you were doing a great job. Thing. You did a great job. All right. It's a lot to pimp. It really is. Uh, and we should pimp ourselves. My... Uh, you guys want to get in touch with us. My name on Twitter is at dead underscore anchoress. Rob. I'm at dusk 1020. Justin. I'm at Joroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. And Bobby. At Bobby Shortle. Uh, it's very difficult. <laughs> on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, thanks so much for listening. And we're very sorry, but your princess is in another castle. <laughs>